Hey, it's Johnny Jet. Welcome back to my show. Um, if you're not a member, please subscribe. Also, um, make sure you check out my next guest, Valerie Joy Wilson's Instagram, um, Twitter, your website, trustedtravelgirl.com. Yeah, you got it. Good. You know it. <laughs> so Valerie has been around. She travels a ton. She's executive platinum on American. She flies all around the world. She literally just got in yesterday from Thailand via Doha. So we're going to talk about this, but she was one of the first Americans probably to check out Phuket Sandbox or Thailand Sandbox. What, what's the official name? Uh, it's the Phuket Sandbox. Yeah, so so what what is this Phuket sandbox? I mean, I know what it is, but you you can probably explain it a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. So there's um, the Phuket sandbox program, and then there's also it gets very confusing because if you do the version in Samui, it's called Samui Plus. Um, so I did the Phuket sandbox seven plus seven program, which uh, actually has already ended, and now there's even a shorter program, so we can get to that. But basically, so seven, seven plus seven was seven days and then seven days in uh, Phuket. And then you could do another seven days in another approved province. Um, I was supposed to go to PP. It did not open um, in Krabi, did not open. So I ended up going to Kolok for part of my second seven days. But basically, it's a way to go to Thailand. They haven't fully opened the country yet. Um, you do this, this sandbox program, which is now shortened to only seven days. It was 14, which is why it was seven plus seven. And then you're pretty much free to go throughout the rest of the country, but it's basically like a graduated entry into Thailand. So you have to do a ton of paperwork and apply before you go. You need a certificate of entry, um, called the COE. You need proof that you're staying at, um, a certain hotels that are authorized to be a part of the sandbox program. So not all properties are, are available for that. I think there's over 300 in Phuket that are participating in the sandbox program. So, um, and you need you insurance all, and, and you need insurance and you need a, um, a vaccination proof of vaccination. So once you get all of that together and then you get your negative, test you're able to go you get tested again on arrival it's actually quite cool so you walk you walk out of the airport they go through all your paperwork you line up they go through a ton of things they make you download a certain app that kind of tracks who you're interacting with through bluetooth make sure that you're not around infected people and then uh right before you leave the airport there's like they almost look like food trucks, but they're PCR testing things. And um, basically you like walk up, you step up to this little truck and uh, they, you know, you hand them your little baggie with your name on it and they take it, they swab your nose and they say, you'll hear from us in six hours, six, six hours, six, six to 24 hours actually, but mine took five or six. So, it, so then you get escorted directly to your hotel to the check-in process and you have to wait in your room until you hear back about your PCR and then so is the hotel next to the airport how do they escort you so they basically it's like sealed entry to your hotel so they 
Like my guide was there to say, hi, I'll see you tomorrow after your test um, is completed. And you go straight into your hotel shuttle. That's already like certified to transport you safely and appropriately. Just you. Uh, just, just me. Yep. Just me. And then you get to your hotel. They, they have all of your information. So, um, the test, not only the test information, not only comes through your, your email, but it comes through their email. So actually I found out because the hotel called my room and they were like, Hey, you're free. Your test came back negative. So you couldn't uh, leave between those for, for six to 24 hours. To, if you, yes. Okay. But, but, then, like but then you're free to go or six. Yeah. And it, to be honest, like I had a nice villa with a pool. Like I didn't need to go anywhere. Which hotel? Um, that one was the shore at Katat Tiny. It was really quite nice. And is it expensive? Um, it's a little pricey. It's it depends on you know what room you choose and the time of year and all of that good stuff. But it was a it was a you know it was a villa. <laughs> okay. And how about, um, you said you had a guide. Did you have to have a guide or, or does everyone, did you hire the guide? No, I hired the guide. You don't have to, okay. uh, you don't have to have a guide to go around, but, um, and how was traffic Was traffic still insane? Like it used to be. Oh, it's so crazy. Actually. Um, one of the days I was like, wow, this is the most traffic I've seen. And it like, wasn't even, I mean, it, it's nothing to you and I who live in LA, um, and see traffic. 24 seven, really crazy traffic. No, it, it, it wasn't crazy. And it was a lot of things were still closed, but a lot of things were open. Um, so it's, just, but like, you'll see like little shops and stuff that you don't even know what it is. It's just closed, got the big metal gate over it. But for the most part, it's like, you don't notice, you don't miss anything. Like I was able to do everything. I went diving. I went surfing. I, uh, went and ate street food, which I missed so much about being in Southeast Asia. Everyone um, wearing masks outside. Yeah. So people were really compliant outside. No, um, inside. Yes. Um, do they have to, I mean, and, and, and do you see people without them? You know, I don't think you have to wear them outside. Um, if, you did a lot of people, including myself, didn't necessarily comply all the time. <laughs> I don't think that's an issue, but as long as you're inside and in public areas, including the public spaces of your hotel, you're supposed to be wearing them. So for example, um, one property I stayed at, the lobby was like kind of like an open breeze way kind of, but it's a public space. Um, it was one of the Antares. And so even though it's outside, you still wear your mask to be respectful. Right. And were there any Americans there besides yourself? So there were not many Americans. Um, I met a lot of people from Switzerland randomly. Did you? Uh, lots of Swiss there. Uh, a couple Americans at my first hotel. And, but for the most part, any Americans that were there were only just coming in for like a quick seven days and right back out. Um, a lot of them like weren't leaving their, their resorts. They were, um, you know, just coming for some sun and some mango sticky rice, I guess. But uh, I, could, I could use some mango sticky rice right now and some mango okay. steens and Robbie Tom, man, I just miss Thailand. Every day. 
every day, every day. So I went lucky. 14 days without before I finally had like any non-Thai food. Um, How long were you there for? 21 days. Wow. Or 20, 20, 20 or 21. Yeah. And, and, and finally so, I was like, I need a French fry. <laughs> and were you in Phuket the whole time? So I wasn't, I actually went to Colock and that's one of the really, um, exciting things I want to talk about is I went to James Bond Island through Colock and, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it is that iconic kind of like top heavy rock formation islandy thing, uh, that you see all the photos of in Thailand and, it's normally littered with tourists. I've actually never been because I'm just like, don't want to put up with it. I finally got a chance to go. I was the only person there, the only boat out on the water. And when I got to go to this, the area where you get your boat, I wanted like potato chips and a water. And I walked into the store and the woman couldn't believe that I was there because she hadn't seen a foreign tourist in six months. So I was the first foreigner she had seen in six months, which was really, it was amazing as a traveler to have it all to yourself, but it was also just really heartbreaking to know how bad everybody in travel is still hurting around the world. Um, You know, we obviously felt the impact here, but have kind of bounced back a little bit, but a lot of places are still, you know, struggling and don't have the tourists yet, but on the flip side, I was able to go to this iconic place and be the only person there. It was totally peaceful. Um, my guide came with me and there were fish like right up by the sand, like swimming around in the water. And she's like, wow, I've never seen fish here. Like never, you know, I've never seen the water this clear. Right. Um, so it's, it's been spectacular to be able to kind of have Thailand to yourself a little bit. Um, I made a post on my Instagram where I was like, yeah, just don't come. Like, let me, let me just continue to have it to myself. But they want, they want to, but obviously like go, it's a great time to go. You have a unique opportunity. Um, There's so many countries like this right now, but Thailand, especially there's, it's, it's a place that, I mean, you and I both know there's always so many tourists everywhere in Thailand. Um, it's, it's an easy country to travel in for being in Southeast Asia. It's very, very like traveler friendly, um, which means there's tons of tourists everywhere you go. You never have anything to yourself there. Um, as a traveler, you have this incredible opportunity to see it in like this pristine condition where most of the people that you're interacting with are locals and not tourists. And if they are tourists, they're like, domestic tourists from Bangkok. So it's really once in a lifetime. It sounds like definitely once, once in a lifetime. hopefully once in a lifetime. Right. Right. You know, I don't think we're, I, I hope we never have this opportunity again, just because, uh, obviously this, this whole pandemic hasn't been fun for any of us, but, um, really if, if you're willing to travel and you're able to be safe and trust the system, then, so did you feel safe? And how many PCR tests did you have to take while you're there? And then they shove it all the way up your nose. Oh my God. Do they shove it all the way up your nose? Yeah. I had some of my, I had some rough ones there. Wow. <laughs> um, the second one I had was intense. 
Uh, I had three. So you have one, actually I had four. So I was supposed to stay for 14 days. So you have one um, when you get there, one on day six, so that on day seven, you can go somewhere else. And then you have another one um, on day 13, so that on day 14, you can be like released from the sandbox. Um, and then I had another one to go home because I ended up staying 20 days. <laughs> so I had four, plus I had the test before I left. So it was a lot of PCR tests. So do you need to take it? You need to take a test to enter as well before you enter. Absolutely. Yeah. And how did you get there? You flew Qatar Airways from New York or LA? I actually flew Singapore on the way there and I flew Qatar on the way back. Nice. So Singapore through where? Uh, so Singapore? I flew, yes. Through Singapore and you did the nonstop. Yeah, uh, LA to Singapore. Well, eighteen or like, six, seven, yeah, seventeen and a half hours or something like that. And how was that? Was the flight empty? Um, it was not full, but it it was not empty. I had premium economy, and that section was like a little bit empty. And I actually went in the there wasn't many single like empty rows. But I went and snagged an empty row and in, coach. in a regular economy and just slept in there because wow. um, wow. it was more comfortable. And then um, on the way back, I flew Q Suites, <laughs> my favorite. Singapore airport right now, like if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to talk about going, that. Like the two ways to get into Phuket right now that are the most feasible are going through Doha and going through on Qatar or going through Singapore and the Singapore airport right now, I don't know what they're doing with business class passengers. I've heard it's maybe a little bit different, but basically they line everybody up. Like you're in kindergarten. Um, they, first of all, everyone that's transiting has to wait. So normally, you know, anybody that's transiting usually gets off the plane first, especially if you're like delayed or anything, it's the total opposite. Everybody that's transiting, waits on the plane and then you exit together and you're all like lined up single file like distance social distancing or no uh i mean there wasn't really social distancing but they bring you oh, this is oh this is for social distancing so then they bring you to this transiting area but it's like the size of two gates maybe and it's all taped off and they check your boarding pass and they check you in and they give you a wristband and you're locked in this area for your entire layover. So my layover was like super quick, um, wasn't a big deal, but on the return flight that I was going to have taken, uh, it was like seven hours and there's no restaurant, no access to lounge. There's wow. one bathroom. You can order food. And I, I took a photo of the sign. It's like a, you order it through a QR code and it says it takes 45 minutes to an hour to get anything. So you like, can't, can't really like access quick food other than they had like a little cart where there might've been snacks. I know there was coffee and water. Um, that you could purchase, I mean, but it's gotta be it torture because Singapore airport is the best airport. In the it world. is the best airport. So I was like, Oh, like, I can't wait to get to Singapore. Like I've missed the airport. It's like just amazing. No, man, it's, it's rough right now. So yeah. highly recommend if you're going to Thailand fly Qatar, they're my favorite airline anyways, but so how, how do they pronounce the it? I, I mean, I've flown, I've flown Qatar. I, I say Qatar. Is it Qatar? Qatar? What is it? I, I don't know. I mean, I say Qatar, but I'm probably saying it wrong. 
Well, uh, I am okay. probably too, but I think it's cutter, but I like to say cutter okay. as well. So cutter. Um, either way, whatever we spin it, the airport's open <laughs> so no and problem. it's great. They have an amazing lounge and great food and they have like Harrods and, you know, gold shop. Like you can just go do everything there. They have all kinds of stuff to do. And um, I love that airport. And that oh, it's a great place. airport. And, it, and like they have a swimming pool and a gym if you decide to like pay for the hotel. So you did you do that? Out. No, I didn't do that. How um, long was your layover? Like two hours, but I injured my foot. So I didn't really do anything. <laughs> so then you flew... So and then you flew nonstop from Doha to LA. What's yeah, that? Sixteen? I think it's like just under sixteen. Yeah. Usually they shave off some of the time though. Okay. And was that flight crowded? Um, so the flight from Phuket to Doha was super empty. Um, the flight to LA it was probably like average for right now, which is like, it was pretty full, but not full. Really? full. Okay. Did um, you have a passenger next to you? Well, I had a Q suite. But Q suites were like pretty full. They were pretty full. Cause I looked at, okay. um, I used expert flyer to check the seating map before and they were almost all taken. So they're busy. So can we talk about how you got the Q seat? How I got the Q suite? Yeah. Can we talk about that? Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, you hurt your foot and then from the hotel, cause they had this stupid step in the bathroom that like, no this one can believe. Like the and then, you, so then travel insurance paid for the upgrade. Yeah. Well, okay. Just like to clarify, which is why I was hesitant to say anything. I mean, I normally use my miles or you know, I like for Q suite, I use my AA miles or like, I normally put myself there, right. but yeah, no. So I injured my foot and, um, I have like a hairline fracture and some, probably some torn ligaments waiting to find out when I go to my doctor here, but we got the x-ray at the hospital in Thailand after I fell on a step that you can't see in the bathroom of my hotel, uh, which wasn't any of the nice hotels that I just mentioned. It was a different one. And, um, yeah, it was my last, it was about to be my last day. All I wanted to do was hang out by the pool with like a cocktail. And instead I went to get an x-ray. How, um, how was that by so the I, way? How, how was the air, how was the hospital? Did it take actually, long? And how much the did it cost? hospital was amazing. I wish that we had Thai healthcare here. It was, it was 300, I think it was like $300. I'm submitting it to my travel insurance, so I don't really care what it is, but I think it was like $300 I paid up front. And that was the emergency room, um, the x-ray, the doctor's evaluation. He took so much time with me because I had so many questions. And is this in Phuket? This was in Phuket. Yeah. A long and wait for the hospital to see the doctor and nope. clean like the four seasons. Like I've heard it was a super clean hospital, like everything was so, cause I was like, oh, how long is this gonna be? Like, I don't, like my foot hurts, it's gonna take me forever to pack tonight. Like I can't sit here for eight hours and then pack to like fly home. It was, I was like in and out in probably an hour. Wow. And that included my X-ray and multiple like chats with the doctor. And it wasn't like the doctor so I have a half of like half of a cast and it's like wrapped up in an ace. It's 
I don't know what you call a half a cast, but, um, the, uh, the doctor was the one to do it. It wasn't like he like, you know how a lot of the time, like the doctor's like, all right, so you're going to get this. And then they're gone. No, it was like the doctor was the one doing it and everything. And did he speak English? Perfectly, I assume. Perfect English, probably better than mine. And I'm sure better than mine. <laughs> and, you know, it was amazing. But um, yeah, so uh, travel insurance uh, said I needed to elevate. And uh, so, you call, so you called your travel insurance company, which, which, by the way, is which one? Travel Guard. They're amazing. They took well, care of my appendix I mean, when I came out in Switzerland. So this is the value of travel insurance is that... You never know. So you how long did it, how long did it take them to say, okay, we need to pay for an upgrade or change your Um, so I injured it the night before and I slept on it thinking like it'll it'll get better. Like right. it's not gonna get the next day it was worse. Um so I went for my PCR test and went to the ER and then I had called them before I went because I was like, What do I do? I don't I don't know, I don't know what to do. Um, so they sent me a bunch of paperwork to give to the doctor, like fit to fly forms and all of that. And then I went to the doctor, came back, submitted all the paperwork. Um, maybe like eight hours later, I had a flight out of there. So they were like finding flight options and, you know, this is travel guard. Yeah. And the doctor said I needed to elevate my leg. Okay. So, um, because the swelling, especially like if you've, ever had an injury or a cast on a plane, which now I know it is painful. Even when it was elevated that your feet and everything swell wow. so much on the plane that I was in agony in that thing. Um, but they, uh, they were looking at flight options and the problem with Singapore was there was no seat to elevate my leg, um, from Phuket to Singapore. So they were looking at buying three seats so I could put my leg up for the two hour flight. And they said that was going to probably have to get reapproved through the airline and could take 48 hours. And then they had sent me other options and there was the flight. Um, there was a flight out of Doha or to Doha the next day. And it was like two 30 in the morning. And I was like, wait, what if we do the same one, but today, cause I like really want to go home. Like I I'm in pain. I like, don't want to be here anymore. And they're like, yeah, like in a few hours. And I was like, yeah. Wow. And they said, all right, let's, I think we can get that approved. And so they you did that on email or, and, I or on the my phone? Bags and I was out the door in like an hour. Wow. So is that on the phone or an email? That was all on the phone. So I, um, I had a Thai SIM card in my phone for most of the trip, but I just put my US. SIM card back in and paid $10 a day or whatever it is to just use my phone and be reachable to them. Cool. Um, and they were so amazing. And then also they have like a team of, which I didn't talk to them this time, but I had my appendix out a couple of years ago in Switzerland and they had like a whole team of doc, like the doctors in Switzerland didn't give me any information. They were just like, you know, their whole team of doctors and travel guard was like, you need to be walking. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing, you know, take like, you need to be taking deep breaths, like all these things I didn't know to like make sure I healed properly. So I just like can't say enough nice things about well, having travel insurance, period. Doesn't matter who you get, just get one. <laughs> so I hope you're their brand ambassador if you're not. Uh, actually, they, I, yeah, <laughs> because are. I talked about them for so much. They actually reached out to me a couple of years ago because I just was constantly talking about how amazing they are. I was going to say they should um, hire you if, if you're not. We haven't done anything in a little while, but I think... 
know, there might be a story here. Uh, Well, listen, I appreciate the time. Would you, so would you go back to Thailand? Would you recommend it for your friends to go tomorrow? I would go, I would go back tomorrow if I didn't injure my foot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I want to know when are you going to go back to Asia? You know, I hope sooner than later, but I have two little unvaccinated kids, so I'm being very Ew. cautious. That's true. They're not able to get the vaccine yet. No. So forget about this. So I'm yeah. So so you've been doing a little traveling, but not too too much. Huh? Just traveling domestically right now, and um, if case numbers keep going down, which they have been in in, in a lot of uh, a lot of the states that I want to go to, including Connecticut, New York, Hawaii, but I yeah. mean. We will travel, I hope. I'm trying to talk my wife into it right now. But, um, you know, I'm v- we're very fortunate to live in California, which is the best state. And we have so much. We have the mountains. We have the desert. We have the ski slopes coming soon. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can't recommend it enough. Like, again, it's if you're thinking about if you're listening to this and you're thinking about traveling to Thailand or any place that is normally littered in tourists now is the time to go. It's such a great opportunity. I can't like preach that enough. Um, it was so much better than I thought it could have ever been. And just to like have all of these things to yourself. I mean, that was, it was like really magical. It was like having this private Thailand experience where I was able to like suck all the tourists out. So um, it's not going to be like that for long. No, let's hope not. And it it does sound like a dream, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you went. I'm glad you shared it with us. And again, where can people find you? Trustedtravelgirl.com at trustedtravelgirl on Instagram and TikTok and all the socials. All right. And please subscribe to my newsletter, johnnyjet.com and this channel. You have a great newsletter. Everybody should sign up. I get it. (laughs) Well, Valerie, it's been for reals. So thank you so much. And um, we'll talk soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.